everyone, welcome to Follow Him Favorites. My name is Hank Smith, and I'm here with the amazing John, by the way. Hello, John. Hi, Hank. And it is Follow Him Favorites time. This week, the lesson is in the book of Numbers. And you might not think, John, Mm -hmm. that you can get a lot out of the book of Numbers, but you'd be surprised. The original math book, the book of Numbers. Right. Don't say that, John. People are not going to Nobody will listen. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So in the book of Numbers, I wanted to focus in on one question. It comes from a verse. Numbers chapter 13, verse 33. Israelites are supposed to go in and take the promised land. And so Moses sends 12 spies in there and 10 of them come back and they're scared to death. They don't think they can do it. I want to show you what they say about how they see themselves. Because our question is going to be, how do I see myself the way the Lord sees me? Right? How do I see the value that he sees? They come back and they say to Moses, Moses, we can't do it. The people over there are giants. And then they say in verse 33, and we were in our own sight grasshoppers. Now that's an interesting thing to see yourself as, right? That you look in the mirror and you see a you see a grasshopper. But I wrote down in my scriptures, how do you see yourself? And that can be different oftentimes than what the Lord sees. If you were talking to a young adult, a teenager, John, and they said, I don't see what the Lord sees, what advice would you offer them? Oh, do you know what? I'm so glad you asked that question. I remember something that Stephen Covey did once with a group of young adults or teenagers that uh, I've never met Stephen Covey. I wish I would have, but he had people take a piece of paper, fold it in half. And on one side of the piece, that was just to make it into columns. And then in column one, right at the top, how I see myself, right? How others see me. And he said he was a little surprised at how negative kids could be about themselves. I'm this, I'm that, I'm weird, I'm strange, I'm not attractive, I'm whatever. And they would put all these things in there. And uh, then he said, on the other side, I want you to write down how God sees me. And started to go through scriptural references. Uh, What is the worth of a soul? What has he done for you? What has he said about you in your patriarchal blessing? which is amazing, your talents, your gifts, your capacities. And they wrote all those things down on the right-hand column. How does God see you? And then he just asked the best question, Hank. He just said, who are you going to believe? That's great. Who are you going to believe? Who are you going to believe? Look at that on the right side. I think God sees us better than we see ourselves, which is one of the reasons we love him is because he sees the best in us and he lets us repent. So that has helped me a lot. Okay, who are you going to believe? And I I love that the gospel that we love and embrace is always saying the most wonderful things about our capacity and our potential. No matter how we see ourselves, it's always telling us you're of great worth and you have great capacity. Yeah, this is a conscious choice that you have to make. There's there's so many subtle messages out there on social media and television everywhere. The social media is you're not enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not attractive enough, you're not smart enough, you'll never be happy because you don't look this way or have this much money or live in this house or drive this car. And they're, they're very subtle messages, right? They're just kind of underneath the surface, kind of picking at you. But man, after a while, that can create quite a canyon in your mind about the, the way you feel. It can hurt your self-image and your self self-esteem so much that pretty soon you all you see in the mirror are faults and flaws. But I like what you said, who are you going to believe? Because in Numbers 14, the Lord asks that exact question. He says, Moses, how long until the people believe me? I see something in them and they don't believe me. Now notice, notice he doesn't say they don't believe in me. They believe in him. They just don't believe him. I know that you've said all these wonderful things about me, but I just don't know if I 
believe you. The more we can distance ourselves from those messages, the more we'll be able to hear what the Lord has to say about us. I go back to my patriarchal blessing. I can go to those in my family who I trust and love. Those are my friends who I trust and love, and I can start to pick up on what they see. I think it was Elder Worthlin who once said, the Lord doesn't see you, just you. He sees the glorious being you're going to become. That's who he sees. There's a self-confidence that comes when you tap into that, that will come in no other way. The world can't take away God-given self-confidence. He gave it to you. The world can't take away what it didn't give. I like to draw a graph with different words, self-worth and self-esteem. Esteem sounds like estimation. It's how I estimate my worth. And it can be up and down on life circumstances, or I didn't get asked to prom, or I did get asked to prom, I'm on cloud nine, whatever. And we kind of hand the remote control to our feelings over to somebody else and let them decide. And that esteem is estimated up and down, but our self-worth, here's the problem. How can you put on a graph something that is infinite? You, you can't put it there. And one of the really wonderful examples of this idea of esteeming things and how much an error we can be is the messianic chapter of Isaiah is Isaiah 53. So you all know who Abinadi is. Abinadi goes in, the wicked priest, what are you teaching? We teach love Moses. And he's like, love Moses doesn't save. Jesus saves. And then he reads Isaiah 53, which is Mosiah 14. Listen to this. Here's how people esteemed Jesus. Imagine how wrong you could be. He is despised, rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. We hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Verse four, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. That's how wrong other people's estimations can be. Even of Jesus, who am I going to believe? I'm going to go to God. I'm going to go to his gospel. And that is like, that's a foundation on which you can build your life. And you'll have ups and downs. Everybody does. But when you come back to the gospel, you're building on a firm rock. I love it. I love it. I remember one time you told me, you said, my wife wanted to marry someone tall, dark, and handsome, and she <laughs> didn't get any of those. And Kim said to you, oh, come on, you're not short. And I, I laughed and you laughed, right? Because we don't get our self-esteem from the way we look. We don't get our self-esteem from any of those things. We get our confidence from the Lord. And Joshua and Caleb do in this next chapter in Numbers 14. They say, we can do this. Let's not rebel against the Lord. Let's not fear. The Lord is with us. That's the song. A courage for the Lord is on our side, right? That's the song. That's yeah. where this comes from. We don't love our grandmas because they're supermodels. Why do we love our grandmas? Yeah, because of our relationship. There's such goodness and such faith and devotion, and we love them. What a gift to be able to see ourselves the way the Lord sees us. And we have evidence of how he feels about us in the scriptures, in our patriarchal blessings. Yeah, we want our listeners to be Joshua's and Caleb's in this world of grasshoppers, right? In a world of grasshopper, be a Joshua and a Caleb and say, no, I know who I am. I know the Lord sees greatness in me, so I'm going to live up to that. I want to be that being that he sees. Who are you going to believe? So take a look in the mirror, distance yourself from those subtle messages and 
go back to your patriarchal blessing. When you start to get a taste of it, I think you're going to like it. When you start to see what the Lord sees in you, and you're going to feel that confidence coming, you're going to act differently. You're going to make different choices. You're going to have different boundaries for yourself and others just because of the way you see yourself. It's going to be beautiful because you are. You're beautiful inside and out completely. When the Lord sees you, I can't imagine the feelings that well up in his heart, how he feels about you. It'd be like asking John to describe one of his daughters, one of his children. He overflows with love. He doesn't look at him and go, well, she's a little tall and oh, she's got big feet, right? All he sees is pretty much perfection, right, John? Thank you for pointing that out, Hank. We saw ourselves as grasshoppers. Okay, fine. How does God see you? What a wonderful way to look at it. And then to have the Lord tell him, I, I got you. I'm going to be with you. We can trust him. I believe in me because he believes in me. Thanks, John. Thanks for helping me boost my self-confidence today. <laughs> I'm not short either. That's the only thing I... <laughs> there will be a resurrection. <laughs> I'm going to have that hair in the resurrection. Well, we hope you'll join us on our full podcast. It's called Follow Him. Join us this week. We're in the Book of Numbers with Dr. Carrie Mulstein, kind of a, a modern-day Indiana Jones. You'll want to come over and visit us. Join us next week for another Follow Him Favorites. Follow Him Favorites.